Discover the exact campaigns and tactics you need to use to create great results with Facebook ads in 2022. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email, SEO, or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month, we're not doing a specific marketing method. Rather, we're looking at what a post-cookie-pocalypse marketing strategy might look like. Whilst in the other three episodes, we're exploring marketing channels that aren't Facebook that you should and can easily be using to mitigate the impact of all those data privacy changes. In today's episode, we're looking into Facebook ads itself to realign what we're doing with what's actually working post-cookie-pocalypse. So how should you be approaching your Facebook ads to maximize the positive impact to your business? Our guest is a great, quite frankly, at Facebook ads. He came on our sister show, E-Commerce Master Plan, last year to give um, tips on what to do in 2022. And he just makes it all so straightforward. Coming up, you're going to hear about the two types of campaign that are working really well for e-commerce businesses right now, and they are super easy to get set up. We're going to talk about why creative is where it's at. Uh, He's also going to tell you how to deal with the conversion reporting issues and an awesome five-letter process for sorting out your optimization as well. I could quite happily repeat it all right now, but rather than that, we're going to meet our guest in a moment, and he's going to take us all through it in a lot of detail. So uh, please do check out the sponsors first. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with Facebook ads marketing expert, Antoine Gagné. Antoine is the founder and CEO at J7 Media, a creative and data-driven Facebook ads agency managing over $30 million in yearly ad spend. J7 Media specialize in helping D2C brands grow their sales. So Antoine is perfectly placed to explain all about what's working on Facebook ads right now. Hello, Antoine. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. It is brilliant to have you back on the show again. Always a pleasure. Well, you brought so much good insight last time with all that's happened in the world of Facebook ads in the last six months or so. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hot topic and you were top of my list to cover it. So I'm very glad you could spare us the time. <laughs> Before we get into all of that, how how did you end up in the world of Facebook ads? What brought you to it? Yeah, it's a good question. So basically, like you said, I'm the founder and CEO of J7 Media. But when we started the company roughly nine years ago, the name of the company was called uh, Jour 7 Communication. So basically, I'm from the French part of Canada. So maybe that's why of my accent. And from 2012 until 2016, what we were doing, Chloe, we were managing social media for different restaurants. And then it was doing okay from 2012 until 2016. But in 2016, we realized that if you want to reach people on Facebook, you need to pay. 
you need to pay. So we were already creating a lot of content, but we didn't know how to distribute this content. So it just made sense for us to start and understand how the Facebook ad platform works since we were already doing social media, uh, creating content for these different restaurants. So we started to understand a little bit the platform in 2016. We also changed the name from Jourset to J7 Media. And then from then, so I'd say in the past five years, we put a lot of time and effort into this platform. And right now we're recording the podcast December 1st, 2021. We are super proud to manage over $30 million a year in uh, Facebook ads for our clients, mainly uh, e-commerce companies, like you said, in the intro, D2C companies. And let's be honest, a lot of things changed in the past six months, like you said earlier. And I'm super happy to discuss that today with you. Awesome. And I, I love that you kind of came from the the creative core social yeah. media world into this world of ads. So um, let's then get into what's actually changed on Facebook. What's happened as a result of the iOS 14 updates and everything that's gone along with it? Yeah. So I think it's a really good question, Chloe, and it's important to understand the concept before we talk about the technical things, the technical aspects of everything. So the concept is super simple. So if we just look at the whole advertising ecosystem, let's compare the two main players, Facebook and Google. Okay. So basically let's take Google, they have an advertising platform and also, so they own the, the advertising platform and also they own where people land. So they own Google Chrome. And I think right now it's more than 65% of people on the internet that browse with Google Chrome. So both of them, but Google here, they own these two platforms. So it's easier for them to navigate around all these different things that are happening because when you own these two properties, you can do a lot of things because you decide everything you're going to do. On the Facebook side of things now, it's super important to understand that Facebook owned the media platform, the advertising platform. But after that, when someone clicks on the, on one ad, they are redirected on a website. And this website, Facebook, do not own the land. So it's super important to understand that in this concept, Facebook was not in a strong position because they only own 50% of the old equation. So that's super important to understand first. The second thing now, what happened? Everybody knows Apple launched its new updates, iOS 14, which is called the ATT, the ad tracking transparency. Basically, if you have an iPhone, uh, you have the possibility to say, no, I don't want to be tracked by any of these apps, by Facebook, by Instagram. So because of that, more than 90% of people who have an iPhone, they said, no, I don't want to be tracked by Facebook. So what happens, a platform like Facebook relies so much, so much on the data that they get from different websites that if from one day to another, you lose all this data, automatically the algorithm just like totally change. And it get it, it got super hard for different advertisers to, to run ads on Facebook. So this happened on April 26, on April 26. And in the month of May, Nothing really changed in the advertising platform, but in June, July, August, you mix that and you mix the end of the confinement, the end of COVID-19 or the fourth wave, or I don't know how many waves we have (laughs) now, but it created a lot of different problems. It created a lot of different problems for advertisers. So just because of that, the algorithm of Facebook totally changed 
The CPM went high. It was super hard to get different information in the ads manager of Facebook because they were losing all this different data. So at the end of the day, let's be totally frank, since April 26, a lot of things change and advertising on Facebook right now in 2021 is not the same as it was in 2020. I guess we're going to to be to to go a bit in the details in the next few questions, but overall I think it's important that first of all people understand the concept what happened and why it affected a little bit more Facebook than Google. Yeah, I love the way you explain that Facebook-Google difference. And that timing element, you know, the fact that the change happened on the 26th of April, from that update landing, over 90% of Apple users went, no, I don't want tracking, which I, I think, wasn't it default was no tracking, you had to turn it on or something? Or was it, I, I can't remember, it was pretty easy anyway to to opt out. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think the way you explained it makes it really clear that it's not just about your little slice of data in Facebook. It's about the fact that the Facebook algorithm, which is only as good as the data and the volume of data it gathers, has suddenly had you know half its river cut off, basically, and it's got so much less data. So it can't analyze as well. It hasn't got that quality feeding into it. So even if you think, oh, none of our customers use Apple anyway, I say maybe you only sell phone cases for Samsung or something, um, it's still going to affect you because the data is not feeding in. Oh, yeah. Um, so as when we said we would get into what does that actually mean? Because I, you and I could quite happily um, sit on this podcast and chat about all this kind of cool headline strategy, what it, you know, what's been going on. But really what the listeners want to know is what do they actually do as a result of this? So how do we now need to change how we approach Facebook ads? What's the key things? Yeah, it's a really good question, Chloe. And I, and I think there's the, the good the good news there's so many many answers okay so uh maybe just for your audience today it's important to know we have a, a special newsletter that we launch on may uh 2021 one or a couple of weeks after facebook uh, and apple launched this new update the the newsletter is called the ios 14 squad so every single week we do a test to challenge uh, how we should manage Facebook ads now. And in these tests, we explain to the audience how these things work. So maybe you, you're going to uh, to put a link in, in the show notes and that will give context for people who are listening. Cool. So is that just a, a free email newsletter you're putting out there to keep people updated with the latest? Yeah. Awesome. Every single week we're doing specific tests around like new ways to advertise on Facebook. So it's called the iOS 14 squad. So it's interesting because today I'll be able to share with your audience the different learning that we did with these tests because we tested so many things in the past few months, okay? So that being said, let's go back to the concept. We understand that Facebook only owns 50% of the old equation. So the real problem is to get out of Facebook, right? Because when you get out of Facebook, you get a notification saying, hey, would you like uh, these other apps to not track you when you get out of Facebook? So like I said, 90% of people who own an iOS uh, device said no. So now the question is, how can you generate results without leaving the platform? Can you generate results without leaving the platform? Because that's the concept. That's the real problem here. And that's where you can start to create interesting approaches by understanding the concept that if you're able to stay on the platform, you're going to be able to generate great results. And how do you create campaigns where you stay on the platform? Let me give you a couple of tips here for your audience, Chloe. First of all, it's super important to understand that 
videos on Facebook. Right now, it's just crazy how the, the kind of results that you can get on Facebook with these videos. No news here. I, I, I get it. <laughs> now, the cool thing, what's interesting with videos is the fact that you can create your remarketing audiences with videos. So for your audience today, just to, to give them a little bit of context, let's say you do a one minute or a two minute video. You can then create audiences of people who watch 25% of this video, 50% of this video, 75% of this video. And since the video is watched and listened on the Facebook platform, you lose zero data. And let's be honest, someone who watch a minute and a half of your video, two minutes of your video, is someone who is super, super interested in your product. Super interested in your product. So just by keeping that in mind, if you're audience today, they have an e-commerce store, they are running ads on Facebook, and they can create videos. And then they can use a segment of people to watch a specific part of the videos and then launch them different offers after. This will outperform will outperform all these other remarketing audiences of people who went on your website and then you want to retarget them after. Why? Because remarketing like we used to know remarketing. So people who did, who added the card, who initiated the checkout of your website with everything that I just told you earlier, it's harder. It's harder to remarket them, remarket them because creating these kind of audiences, now it's not the same as it was before. So think about how can you create audiences that people, they stay on the platform. They stay on the platform. So Anton, would you would you advocate putting a video out in front of a wide Facebook target audience? I don't know, football, for example, or soccer, if you're listening in the States. So that kind of becomes your net to capture people is, do they watch our video? We go out something really, really broad, get the views and then put the strong messages that drive people to your website to buy. So we, we're capturing the data on the platform and then sending them off the platform to buy. Yeah, you, that, that, that's exactly that. And this is something simple to do, but we just did it in the Black Friday and it was super, super powerful. So obviously like videos, yes, but you need to have a strategy around your videos more than just creating a good piece of content. Think about how you can create a good piece of content and also create audiences that after you can remarket with different offers, different products in the future. So this is the first thing to really keep in mind that I think the audience today can benefit. We did it with, like I said, million of dollars in ad spend. And this was one of the main strategy that we did with our clients for Black Friday. Another thing that I would like to bring to your attention, uh, Chloe, it's the term that we're going to use is a little bit interesting. It's what we do call DABA, okay? D-A-B-A, -A. so DABA. And what is this kind of campaign? So it's called Dynamic Ads on Broad Audiences. So Dynamic Ads on Broad Audiences. So I know that your audience are e-commerces or, or people who run ads for online businesses, most of the time you have a catalog on your website, right? You have a catalog on product that you can link on Facebook. And then with this catalog, you can create what we do call dynamic ads that are linked to your catalog. You use this technique of creating dynamic ads, and then you launch these ads on super broad audience, no interest, no lookalike, only targeting a specific country, and then you'll let the algorithm go. Dynamic ads on broad audience is one of the main campaign that we use with all our clients. And what is very interesting, Chloe, with this approach is we're going to use signals that are on Facebook. 
So broad audiences on Facebook. And since we have the catalog of the, the client that we're able to link on Facebook, Facebook is able to find on its platform people that could be interested with these different products. Because you let Facebook the flexibility to target and to reach anyone in a specific country. When you use broad audiences on Facebook, so you let the algorithm find the right buyers and you use a dynamic ads into this campaign, you could be uh, very surprised with the different results that you can have. So dynamic ads on broad audience, it's another thing that is super resilient post iOS 14. So I guess videos, dynamic ads on broad audience are things that a lot of people should, should do today. And maybe a third tip that we saw uh, that worked out super well with most of these e-commerces recently is what we do call native content or user-generated content. Uh, no news again, a lot of people know this kind of content, but let's be honest, now more than ever, we are targeted by ads 24 hours a day. And since it's harder than before to advertise on Facebook, okay, so let's say, in 2020, you could have a mediocre ad and still generate results. In 2021 now, with a mediocre ad, you just lose money. Like, it's a thing. You're not going to be able to generate anything because of everything that we just discussed earlier. That being said, you need to challenge yourself with your creative. You need to challenge your team. We need to create better ads. And better ads in 2021 on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok, or any social media platform. Better ads means you need to understand how people interact on this platform. And people are tired of receiving ads, so you need to create content that do not look like an ad, that do not look like an ad. And right now, the best results that we see with most of our clients are what we do call native content or user-generated content. So basically, it's an ad that doesn't look like an ad, unboxing, uh, videos of unboxing are super, super powerful for right now. Content that you can shoot with your cell phone. Like we have our own uh, video studio inside our agency. And one of the first purchases that we did was an iPhone 13. We shoot a lot of content with an iPhone 13. And we get more results with an iPhone 13 that with a super good camera that's going to shoot content. So I think for people who are listening today, if you're not creating native content or UGC content, you're leaving money on the table. It's so powerful right now. People interact more with these kind of content because it doesn't look like an ad. And then suddenly after the conversions are there. So I guess these three things are three things that have been super powerful with our clients lately. Stay on the platform, create audiences with videos, make sure you use dynamic ads on broad audience and shoot content with your iPhone and make sure that after that, you're able to iterate and create uh, several pieces of content with, with, like I said, the cell phone. I love those tips, Antoine, because they are so, they're so practical and they're something which even the smallest retailer can do and still continue to make Facebook work for them. Uh, we've got the campaign of staying on the platform where we use, create the video, put it in front of a broad audience and capture who's actually engaging with it and use that for your sales ads. Yep. And then the Dabber campaign, dynamic ads, broad audiences, which is putting your product data, your product catalog feed in as a dynamic ad and putting that in front of the whole of Canada, the whole of the US, the whole of the UK, and letting 
what's left of the algorithm perform really well for you. Um, it's still super powerful. And maybe one tip that it's not necessarily a tip for a media buyer or an advertiser, but make sure, make sure that you integrated the conversion API. You talked that I think the concept of this month on your podcast is uh, cookie apocalypse. I think that's the, the name right now that people use. The only way to get uh, resilient with everything that happens here is to use what we do call server to server integrations. So basically instead of using, instead of using the information from a customer that comes from the Facebook pixel, use the information that comes from the server of your website. That's what we do call server to server integration. And the name that name that Facebook gives to that is what we do call the conversion API. You have a Shopify store, it's a one-click. You have a WordPress, a WooCommerce, it's a one-click. And then other different CMS, sometimes it's a little, bit, uh, a little bit more complicated, but make sure that you install and integrate super rapidly the conversion API because after 2022, it's the end of the pixel, RIP, everything will be around conversion API, and this is what replaces the pixel. And that's that new solution that Facebook's brought us to reinvigorate, I suppose, our conversion tracking data, which was the next thing I was going to ask you about. Um, so I'm very glad you brought it up because it's there are kind of like those two sides to the to the cookie impacts. One being the algorithm isn't getting as much data, therefore our targeting habits have to change. Therefore, we need to create better ad content as you've just, just been running us through. And then the other side of it is a lot, especially the smaller retailers who haven't been able to adapt quickly or even realize there are alternative options out there, have just seen the numbers plummet, which of course the sales are still coming in, but you can't optimize as much. So how effective have you seen that new Facebook API solution being to give you the data you need and the algorithm, the data it needs to improve the results for you. Yeah. So conversion API, this is factual. So basically Facebook made a statement around that. If you have the conversion API, instead of just the Facebook pixel itself, like overall, the numbers you're going to get 11% more in terms of conversions than if you only use the pixel. This is a public information that Facebook made mm -hmm. a statement around that. So this is factual like you're going to get better results with the conversion API. That being said, that being said, Facebook made another statement. Facebook made another <laughs> statement saying that since iOS 14, they are very, very confident by saying, we know for a fact, we know for a fact that when you run ads on Facebook, you will lose at least 15%, minimum of 15% of the conversion that usually you add so 15% of the attribution that usually you add, now you don't get it because of these different updates. So it's important to know that right now, you like the, the results that you see in your ads manager, at the minimum of 15%, you're losing data. At a minimum of 15%, you're losing data. And on top of it, let's remember that last year, when you were, were running ads on the platform, on the meta platform, uh, you were looking at your ads from a 28-day click attribution window. So people click on your ad and buy your product within 28 days. Facebook gets the attribution. This year's, this year, Chloe, it's from a seven-day click attribution window. So it's four times less, four times less. On top of it, you have what I just said. You lose 15% of your attribution because of iOS 14. Like my point is super simple. If you're looking at your ads manager, 
if you're looking at your ads manager to take business decisions around your Facebook advertising campaigns, you're doing a big mistake. You're doing a big mistake because you're, you don't have the right information. You need to use the ads manager right now as a proxy as a proxy to see if people click on your ad. But after that, you need to find different alternative to understand your attribution. Because to be frank, the attribution that you get right now on the ads manager is not accurate, is definitely not accurate. And you're going to, to make a big mistake if you only look at your ads manager to take a business decision. So where else do we look? Do we need to buy more software? Can we do it with UTM tags and Google Analytics? Do we ask the customers, did you click on a Facebook ad? Or do we just multiply all the results by to add 15%? So what we think is, is the best way to look at it right now, think about as a triangle approach. Okay, triangle approach. So first of all, the ads manager is not accurate for the end result, but that's where you get your CTR, if you're getting a click, how much it costs to advertise on Facebook. So you get the information on the platform. And let's be honest, you get also a bit of information after someone left the platform. It's just not 100% accurate. So first of all, you look at that. It's like a triangle. The second part of the triangle, obviously, you look at your back end. If at the end of the month, you invested $100,000 in an ad spend and you made $300,000 on your website and Facebook is your only channel and on your ads manager, you saw that this $100,000 only generated $115,000. Maybe you can ask yourself questions that, you know, maybe this investment may be a bit more than I thought, right? So it's important to look at your backend first, the old method, okay? Because let's be honest right now, it's a challenge, Chloe. No one in the world that I talk to found the perfect solution to understand the media spend right now. And the third part of the triangle, obviously, you can look at third-party software. There are great third-party software that can give you an information. Wicked Reports is a good software that we use with some of our clients. A little bit complex, but still, it's interesting to look at this information on Wicked Reports. Sigmetrics is a good platform as well. There are plenty of software. But at the end of the day, you cannot only look at one of these platforms as a source of truth. You cannot only look at one of these three platforms as a source of truth. You need to be sure that you monitor these three and then you understand. And then at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? I'm comfortable in investing more in this platform. I'm comfortable in investing more on Google, on Facebook, on TikTok, because of the conclusion that I add based on these triangle of information. But I'll be honest with you, Chloe, it's a challenge. The guy or the girl or the company that is able to find the solution to this problem will be a, a multi-billion dollar company very soon. <laughs> Indeed. But, you know, I think, I think you're quite right. And I like that triangle in that start with Facebook Ad Manager, because if something in Facebook Ad Manager is looking very profitable, it's definitely very profitable because you it's not... It. It's not reporting things that didn't happen. It's underreporting what did happen. If something's looking borderline, it's probably profitable. Yeah. And it's the it, but it's the the borderline and just under stuff that that is where where the issues come. But um, got it. that was a phenomenal rundown of what to do. Um, everyone who's been scribbling away, we will of course have links, notes. Uh, the transcript and the ability to re-listen to this um, on the website, uh, keepoptimizing.com. But now we need to pause for a reminder of our sponsors. 
Do you know what the email and SMS marketing platform most frequently recommended by our podcast guests is? Yup, it's Klaviyo, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. So Antoine, so far we've gone deep into Facebook ads. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of this post-cookie apocalypse marketing world. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with that, which of course does include Facebook ads. So Antoine, are you ready for this? I'm ready, Chloe. Excellent. Let's start with the newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to get going with all these changes, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? On Facebook? It can be on Facebook, can be generally in the post-cookie apocalypse universe. Mm. I think, let's say, I don't know that many things on, so many things in the world, but I know quite a lot on Facebook ads. So let's say you're a newbie and you're starting on Facebook right now. Make sure you buy a good phone with a good camera. And we're talking to people that are e-commerce, that uh, sell online. Make sure that the product that you sell you shoot a lot of content with your cell phone and a lot and a lot and a lot. And don't invest that much money on these ads. Go at 20, 30 pounds a day, $30 a day and shoot a lot of content and try to find winners and try to find winners. I think right now what is super interesting in 2021 is you can create great piece of content without spending million of dollars in investment in a studio. So take your cell phone, create content and launch it. On, on Facebook, launch a different ads for your e-commerce product, and I guess you'll find uh, good results. Excellent. Yeah, I like that. Keep keep working the creative. Keep working the creative. Um, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Mm, this is great. So we have a strategy that we do call the Paxo. Okay, we have a strategy that we do call the Paxo. So maybe you can see a pyramid. Okay, so just see a pyramid. And the Paxo is an acronym for five pillars of optimization. So maybe I'll just give that to your audience today. The Paxo is an acronym for P parameters. So you first of all, you always look at the parameters of your campaign. Are you following the best practices? The A after that is for audiences. So after looking at the parameters, look at your audiences. Again, use the best practices. Broad audiences are some, something that are working very well right now. So make sure that you use that. The C is for creative. So after looking at your parameters and your audiences, now it's time to work on your creative, but do it and the third step, make sure that first of all, you look at your parameters and your audiences, it's faster and you're going to get results faster by doing this. And after the C, you go to the S. The S is the sales funnel. So when you change your creative, your audiences and the parameters of your campaign and nothing is working, maybe it's time to reevaluate your funnel. And then if after that things are not working, go at the O and the O is the offer. The O and most of the time when you change your offer, you're going to change drastically your entire campaign, but you don't do that at the beginning. You do that at the end because it's a big, big change. So these are the five pillars of optimization that we use at J7 Media. I love that. Paxo, parameters, audiences, creative sales funnel offer. Don't touch the offer unless you're certain you need to. So I'm going to take away from that one. Um, Okay, then. If someone listening wants to learn more about all of this, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Yeah, go to the iOS 14 squad. I think it's one of the best content that we created so far. So every single week, 
It's a newsletter uh, that we send to everyone that we explain a test that we did to find new ways to advertise on Facebook post iOS 14. And so far, we had so many great uh, testimonials of people that said, hey, you know what? I'm teaching my team how to run ads based on your newsletter. So I guess, and it's totally free. So just subscribe, find content, and I'm pretty sure you'll be happy with it. Excellent. Um, And finally, crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? I think we still have another six to nine months uh, of this challenge of on advertising on Facebook. And then a year from now, most of these online businesses will be able to sell straight up on the platform. So again, we remember what I said at the beginning. The problem is when you leave the platform, but then Facebook or Meta are bringing the, the purchases on their platform. And then when this will happen, automatically it will be easier for attribution, easier to advertise on Facebook. But we still have a good six to nine months before this happened because right now it's only in the States and they're in beta test. So uh, you will still need to integrate the conversion API in the six to nine months, work on your creatives, use the dy- dynamic ads and broad audiences and all the things that I said today and then, and the things that you're going to find in the iOS 14 newsletter. Excellent. Thank you, Antoine. We are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business, please? Yeah. So if you're interested of working with J7 Media, we're a Facebook advertising agency that helped D2C brand uh, going from growth to hyper growth. So this is the mission of our company. Take a look at our website. You can fill out a form if you're interested of working with us. If you just want to know a bit more about Facebook ads, start to know us, subscribe to the iOS 14 newsletter. I do think that this will help you a lot. Excellent. Well, Anton, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You have made it so clear and straightforward what we need to do. So I'm hoping we've saved our audience hours of procrastination so they can just crack on and get those Facebook ads performing again. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing it with us. It's it's been an unbelievable pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure, Chloe. I love that. How much clarity did Anton just bring to us there? So To recap, we have staying on the platform. So don't use your remarketing audiences from your website anymore. Instead, create uh, an interesting, engaging video about whatever it is you're trying to market. Put that in front of a nice, big, broad audience so the algorithm can do its, its thang to get you video viewers and then use the audience of the people who viewed that video to then sell your products to. Uh, The second one was the DABA, that was the Dynamic Ads Broad Audiences, which is enable Facebook to do the hard work for you on creating the ads because they're going to pull all of that out of your product catalog and then put it in front of literally an entire country because that means the algorithm still has enough data to do its clever stuff. The third thing was it's basically all about creative now. Because we're using such broad audiences, the power of getting seen is creating the creative that appeals to the right customer, gets the engagement that therefore is going to win in the algorithm. So user-generated content and content that looks like it's been created by a user are what you're looking for here. So use a mobile phone, do unboxing, do um, iPhone videos, do user-generated content. And of course, if you're working with influencers or you've got really passionate customers, you can possibly get them to create it for you. And then, um, as he was saying, on the conversion tracking side of things, it's going to be messy. 
even if you've got so the setting up Facebook API, which is where your server talks to their server about what's going on, that's going to increase the reporting that the accuracy of the reporting you see in Facebook Ad Manager by 11%. But Facebook still say that's probably on average 15% fewer orders than's really coming through. So you need to look at a number of sources before you can uh, can perfect and make your decisions on what you are and aren't doing. And then uh, he also gave us Paxo, which is the process of optimizing an existing campaign. First look at those campaign parameters, then look at your audiences where broad is best, look at your creative, user generated is best, look at your sales funnel, and then finally, and only then, consider changing the actual offer you're putting in front of the customer. That has made things so clear. Admittedly, I'm sure it's put a lot on your to-do list, but it's made things so clear. I think that was an excellent rundown from Antoine there. You can get those links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more by heading to keepoptimizing.com. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, then do check out the rest of our month on post-cookie apocalypse marketing, because we're exploring the other marketing methods you can use to make up the shortfall from the reduced Facebook ad performance. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show, because I create it to help all of you, and the more people you can tell, the more people I can help. Have a great week, and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your e-commerce marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.